If you've ever wanted to meet the person behind the person, to hear the story behind the story, or just want to learn what makes successful people tick, how they navigate through the tough times, and how you can apply what they do to help in your journey, then stick around and join Global Change CEO turned mentor, Stu Hayes, as he asks questions just like these to our amazing guests each week on Careers Unplugged. If you feel being happy, committed, and passionate about your life is important, then you are absolutely in the right place. Welcome to a special New Year, New You edition of Careers Unplugged. I'm Stuart Hayes, and I'm once again here with my wonderful co-host, Nicola Archer from Nicola Archer Communications. Hi, Stuart. Happy New Year, Nick. You too. Now, it is the New Year, and we are talking about New Year, New You, but this is a topic that really could start at any point, isn't it? February, March, April, June. Don't stress it. Well, you're right. And in fact, when you think about it, even in different cultures around the world, New Year is is not uh, in in the same calendar that we have um, in Australia, for example. Um, The Greeks kick off at Easter. Chinese New Year is... February. Yep, something like that. Um, So all this sort of concept, really what we're talking about today, uh, what are the things that you could do to get clarity of where you are and to move forward to change towards something better, something that you um, that want to move towards. And keep it exciting as well. It's all, it, going to be, it's all it. going to be fun, not hard yards, you know. Exactly. So, so a lot of the tips we're going to share in this episode, and it is a special New Year's episode because we are bringing it out on New Year's Day. However, uh, there are tips that have come through the show and that we've picked up in our travels, and we hope that you are going to really enjoy this. In fact, I'm pretty confident that most people will. So, Nick, um, supposing you were going to kick off 2015 or 16 or whatever with, uh, and deciding you wanted to do something different, where would you start? Well, I would clear the clutter first. Yep. And clear the clutter is literally in your home or in your office or even your wardrobe, in your mm-hmm. bathroom. You start, getting, you start looking around your place and you start looking at things that you need to clean up things that you need to let go of, things you need to throw away, things you need to recycle, things that need to move on. Because what's strange is that, it's not strange but it happens, is that we grow and evolve all the time and everything around us is energy and it's alive. So when I'm wanting to sort of think, hey, hang on, I'm really loving where I'm at but I also want to know, I want to make these things happen and I want to sort of get more fit and have more jobs or manifest more clients or whatever else or have a ro- more romantic life, I look around my home first and I start shifting and changing the energy around it, which means literally cleaning, but I start moving things around and I start sort of letting go and, and reading things from the past and thinking, oh, well, I don't need those love letters anymore or I, you know, that ma- those magazines feel all old and heavy. I'm going to give them to a hospital. So clearing the clutter is what I mean by that. And you can do that in your computer as well. Yeah. Like it, I think of the world out there has a lot of clutter and a lot of – because clutter is heavy, heavy, it's stuck energy. Basically that's what you're sort of feeling. You're feeling like I'm not moving anywhere. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm feeling like there's a bit of a, a – I'm sort of walking well, through it's actually, mud. actually, you know, I mean, when you think about it, even in, in – uh, I mean, I know had a, an old Greek lady that used to live next door to us and she used to talk about this concept um, that it's a Greek tradition of um, if you want new things to come into life, you need to make space. Absolutely. That's so, what it's you know, all about. You've got to get stuff out. So we're cl- so clearing the clutter is cleaning the slate. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were going to do a painting, you'd get a, 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 a canvas that was empty 
and then you would fill it with colour and paint on it. So it's it's yeah. a, it's the same thing, clearing the clutter, shifting – and it's kind of nice going through that process too because even through your computer, putting things onto files, taking it off your computer and onto a hard drive and storing mm. it, you're sort of saying goodbye to stuff. You're also – you may be stumbling upon documents that you didn't enjoy and emails you didn't like. Delete them. That feels fantastic. But also save stuff <laughs> that you do care about but move it on basically. And what ends up happening, even down to your address book and your contact list inside your book – I notice what happens is that I started getting calls from those people. Even if I'm deleting them, some of them, if I'm meant to hear from them again, I do. Mm. Or, you know, when people have a terrible crash of their computer system and it's quite devastating because they've lost all of their records. The most amazing thing does happen after that. People do start getting calls back. So that's sort of way the, the way the universe clears your energy field very quickly and you get to start again. And that's to me is the beginning of a new year is, yeah, I want to start again. I love, you know, even if you are enjoying where you're at, it's, it's making that space to, to, to start and to think and to start to wonder what you'd like to happen. Well, in, if you think about different guests we've had on the show as well, like a real theme is um, the importance of distilling whatever you're doing down into in, very, a very few simple things. Yeah, break you know, it down. Don't, don't get too busy. Don't don't be cluttered with with things to do with people with different uh, areas Emotions. to focus on. Yeah, exactly. Worry, you can get you, you, like clutter happens physically, mentally, emotionally. It's not just what's around it does, you. You know, and I know. I mean, for me, uh, even in a in a work context, um, one of the most liberating things that I do is to um, is to clean my desk. Yeah, uh, and you know, so I'll get everything that that I'm working on. I'll put it in one almighty stack. Uh, and I'll go and create a master action list. I don't call it a to-do list because I don't like that sort of obligation thing. I call it an action yeah, list. Yeah, it's a job, isn't it? Exactly. And uh, and then what I do is I basically work through and, and create the new list of things I'm working on um, and I just throw stuff out, you know. And, yeah, and, and really it's liberating. It's very, very liberating for me. And I actually find that uh, my ability to create, to author, to operate effectively, um, it's actually not that possible when I'm cluttered. Well, cluttered um, mind, cluttered, cluttered desk, yeah, you know, absolutely. generally. And, and and people will argue with this, especially artists. They'll say, but I'm really creative amongst my clutter, but that's fun clutter. Yeah. But if, that, if they were stuck in that clutter <clears throat> for another three weeks of it not moving and shifting and changing, they would stop being creative and they would actually start not enjoying their paintings. And hence, uh, hence we have spring cleaning as a, as a, a, an a old, season. Yeah, correct. So, you know, it's it's December, late December at the moment as we record this episode. We're about to uh, – it's going to go live on New Year's Day. Um, one thing that jumps out for me whenever anyone's ever talking about um, goals, setting a new direction, that sort of stuff, is the importance of getting clarity on where they are right now. Mm. Uh, and, you know, the, the bunch of um, – well, the, the number of guests on the show that have talked about that is uh, is almost complete. I think almost everyone's talked about that in some way. But what we're really talking about is looking at yourself very pragmatically, um, getting a real understanding of where you are. So To being honest with yeah, yourself, you know, really. Exactly. But being You're the honest, only one who's saying look, – looking at it. Exactly. And, mm. and, and, and looking at the strengths and the challenges – Looking and remembering that everything is information, um, I find that one of the most insightful bits of information is actually when you catch yourself reacting to an event in some way. So, you know, you might know, I think, um, Nick, you were in the audience when 
uh, we played that game at the Wellness Summit um, back in August. I think around the time oh, yeah. we interviewed you. And the purpose of that game was actually to do this very thing, was to put people under stress and confusion so they had the chance to catch themselves reacting getting upset like they do when there's stress and confusion right um so you know some people took that opportunity and and uh, the feedback's been wonderful and others didn't you know because they reacted in the same way as they normally do which was to get angry or frustrated this sort of thing but actually if you find that you that you're angry or frustrated when there's confusion in life um this is the sort of thing that that i recommend that you note down now when you're wanting to change and, and move in a different direction. You know, think of the things or identify the things that you're not happy with, identify the reactions that you have that you're not happy with. Um, don't just pick goals in the future at, at this point. So we're, we're talking about goal setting in this episode, but we're, but to start with, you need to know where your starting point is. So, so, so you mean being more honest with yourself and sort of saying, well, actually, you know what, I just had a year where I wasn't as happy as I could have been. Is that what you're saying? Uh, or yeah. I didn't react that well when I managed those people and those yeah, staff. Yeah. So, so okay. So, what are, what are some of the things that you could look at now? You could look at, gee, I've got this much money. I've got this much debt. I've got a car. I've got uh, a qualification in such and such an area. What I love is these things. Um, and and recently, I'm finding that I'm having a pattern of being sensitive about, you know, stress or anxiety or whatever. Right. So, don't just limit. The, your assessment of where you are in life to the physical world, look at, it, at your emotional response to things. Um, it's actually very, very important to, to get that sort of assessment. Clearing the clutter helps with that as well because you, does, you're literally yeah. physically touching, holding, seeing and looking at things and actually sort of seeing what it stirs up inside of you. Now, the other thing that, that comes out of that for me is that um, sometimes when we talk to people who are setting goals, they're not happy, whether they're in business or their careers or their personal life, that often they'll be, gee, you know, what I want is a different relationship or I want a different um, business or I want a different job, this sort of thing. Um, it's actually really important to be grateful for what you do have now. Um, have you found that too, that, that sort of concept of gratitude? Yes, um, and everyone says it, and everyone says to be grateful for where you're at if you're out on the street and haven't got anywhere to live. Be grateful for that. And, I, you know, people sort of say, how can I be grateful for that? I mean, seriously, how can you be grateful for that? So you've got to get yourself into a mindset where you can actually see why that would be good. And that's sometimes really hard, you know. I mean, I mean, we had a guy, Dennis Cummins, on the show, and Dennis uh, at the time, he shared a story um, when he was an alcoholic and his uh, daughter had a brain tumour, um, which was sort of reinforcing his drinking. Uh, and at the time he started to realize the power of being grateful and, and, you know, most people would say, gee, how can you be grateful for anything in that situation? And no doubt, um, Dennis talked about that. He, he said, you know, it can be really hard, you know, to, when you're in pain to find something in that you can be grateful for, um, in the thing that's causing pain. And, and he did in that journey and and ultimately uh and not saying it's because of he was grateful but actually his daughter was cured of um of the brain tumor well it's shifting the mindset and it's also yeah. i think i think it's start we'll start to start small 
I actually have a thank you song. I know it's ridiculous, but if I'm feeling really miserable, like seriously, and you, you go, feel grateful about where you're at. Well, you know, it's the last thing you feel. <laughs> it's the truth. Do you want to sing truth. for us now? So, well, I, I just sing around. I walk around the house saying thank you and yeah. sa- saying it really loud. And then I start singing it and it sounds terrible. And my cat runs away and everyone wonders what that noise is coming from my place. But it shifts your body. It shifts your vibration. And all of a sudden you're creating an endorphin that mm. actually feels joy. And that's what feeling grateful and being thankful and seeing the good in something bad actually creates for you. Does that make sense? Because no, sometimes it, it people just walk around saying I mean, be we, grateful. In and our house, we, um, we talk a lot, a lot about that with, uh, with Hugo. So he's nine and uh, you know, he's, got, he's a very determined little man and uh, has a bit of a temper <laughs> on him sometimes, which, uh, which, which is a really interesting dynamic, you know, because for me, I didn't become, I didn't have any awareness of uh, perhaps my emotional responses to things when I was nine and probably when I was 30 or 29 or 30, I didn't either, to be honest. But he's starting to get that, um, the concept of trying to find something to be grateful for in the thing that's annoying him. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't wow. know how it's going to happen. What an evolved Confucius Buddha oh, he's going to be. Well, <laughs> he's teaching me a lot, Nick. Yeah. That's what kids are for. Yeah, they are. It's pretty. It's System pretty cool. Upgrade. I lost um, the use of my legs for a while, and you know, I was sort of thinking about the mantra, like you're saying, mm. you've got to be grateful, and what you know. And I was sort of thinking, well, at first when I had the accident, I was in hospital for eight hours and not being seen by a doctor. I was in agony, and then the actual emergency doctor that I saw was mm. Mick Dreamy. Let me tell you, he was the best looking guy I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought, that's why I've had this accident. Thank you. And it just, it's just silly things like that that actually get you through some pretty dark moments. Mm. You know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't use my legs, couldn't walk around. So I was on the couch and I'm thinking, yeah, I can read every book I want to read and also watch TV. Woohoo. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm not trying to make light of you. You're no, being no. Grateful. Look, I, I, look. I think that gratitude is um, the reason that it's important when you're trying to chart a new course um, is that it it helps you lift away from being attached to the negative victim. things that you're stuck on now. And yeah. you know, I mean, gets you out of victim of thinking, that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that victim comment is a good one. I mean, one, that's one of the comments I like to to challenge um, people with all the time in, in the in training room is actually that. You know, it's actually not possible to be successful in life with a victim mentality. You know, mm. If you blame, if you deny, if you justify instead of taking responsibility, it's not, it's not possible to move Get forward, into a good right? space. So, and the, one of the, the best space. ways to get out of that is to be grateful for the space you're in. Yeah. And, uh, and it does shift things. You know, Even if no you question. say to yourself, I must be here for a reason. It does take some of the edge off. It does. Now, you mentioned joy a second ago. Now, so... The, the, if the first step is to assess where you are now yeah. um, to set goals, the second step without question is to start to get a sense of where you could be yeah. or where you want to get to perhaps. And joy is actually probably the best way that I've ever found to help Make navigate things happen. Yeah, on an ongoing basis. Well, it makes you want to get up in the morning too. You wake up feeling happy. You know, you're sort of on track even if you don't know where your track's totally going. 
Would you benefit from a business coach or mentor who's the real deal? Or from a training program customized to fix real problems or help you and your team hit actual KPIs and performance targets? Stuart Hayes stepped away from his career as a global change CEO and committed to mentoring, coaching, and training a new generation of leaders, as well as anyone seeking positive impact through their business or career. Visit StuartHayesLeadership.com now. Book a free one-hour strategy session with Stuart and learn how you can get the skills, training, and knowledge normally limited to selected staff within Tier 1 multinational organizations. Programs are available for every need and budget. So, so what's joy? Oh, that's a big question, Stuart. <laughs> so, well, uh, well, for me, joy is when my heart sinks, when I feel silly, when I, when I find I want to giggle, and even when I'm doing something that's a little bit challenging, I'm sort of getting a bit of a buzz. I get that. I get a bit of adrenaline rush around it as well. Of oh, you know, this is hard, but it's kind of cool. This is that that gives me joy. Or mm. you know, making a color out of paint that's just so beautiful that makes my heart sing. Or when I create vision boards, it's it, something happens. Or when I feel like a child and watch, you know, Lion King. Mm. And uh, people probably think I'm crazy out there, but they're, they're the things that get me out of a cerebral, oh, my God, things are tricky or I've got to do all of this work. It's really serious work. I've got to put fun into it. So that's what joy is for me is being able to sort of feel all of those feelings. It's interesting you say that. I mean, you, you know, you, you sort of mentioned that sort of uh, your heart singing, um, feeling those feelings um, and for me, I guess it's very similar. I, I feel that, that for me, joy, peace, calmness, they're all those sort of heart feelings compared to, say, um, stress, anxiety, you know, fear, worry, doubt, yes. um, which sort of feel they have the opposite effect. Of, yeah. Instead of expanding me, they seem to contract which me. Which I'm sure you know. we all oscillate from all day, every day. Yeah, no question about that. Mm. I certainly do in my, in my existence. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you, if you use joy as – um, in terms of where could you be, right? Yeah, so your garden let's think system. about that, right? So, you know, Cindy Wigglesworth talks about using your body as a tuning fork um, on the show and, and joy. Other people talk about, you know, little taps of on the back or so, you know, you're heading in the right direction using joy as a navigational yeah. tool. But you, you can usually tell you're feeling joyful, you're smiling. Even when you don't yeah. know it. Like when I'm walking around the supermarket, I've got to tell you, there's a woman down there that says, you are always smiling when you walk in here. And I'm completely <laughs> unaware of it. and But I must be thinking a really great thought as I'm, as I'm running through the, the supermarket. And that's, that's a big thing. Whack a smile on your face even if you're not feeling happy and watch a difference to yourself. Oh, it's, it's a reset button. It's a game button. changer. And I'll tell you a cool thing I learned the other day, which I've never heard of. Do you know if you look at the blue sky, right, you – if you just turn your head up, if you're outside now, stick your head out the car window, if it's stationary, um, look up at the sky and inevitably you'll start smiling. Hmm. It's bizarre. Go try it. Well, this is the challenge for the afternoon. I hope it's going to be nice and blue and sunny here, but maybe not. Um, so joy, you know, it's a, the concept for me of, of joy in navigation I get because like you're sort of moving, it's like streaming the internet, you know, it's happening live. But when you want to sort of pick a longer-term goal, then how can you involve joy? Um, and reality for me is that you sort of got to look at the things that create joy for you now and and then say, well, gee, you know, I, I love this, I love this, this brings me joy. 
I want to have more of that sort of thing in life. Like for right. you, it would be I love being doing the radio. I love talking. I love teaching. Yeah, no question. You write yeah. a list, do you? Yes, I do. So, and, and whereas I, I don't, I don't write lists. And I've and I've reflected on this recently. Um, and uh, you know, I started sitting down thinking, what are the things that bring me the greatest joy in life? And um, and and things like travel. I love movies. Yeah. Um, I love sport. I love. Yeah. Uh, Talking to people, I'm very curious. Um, you know, I love uh, going on meditation retreats. You know, yeah. lots of things I love, and yeah. you sort of start to put them out there. And I sort of feel like we're heading a little bit into um, where, where we're. My favourite thing to do for New Year. Correct, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, you know, there's a great saying that success leaves clues. Um, you know that the that the the seeds of success and happiness are. Uh, glittered across life you know they're not just um popped in 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 very infrequently so if you look for them and you know and you already know what you what brings you joy then start to look at those things and start to find um what within them could be a course forward you know start start moving towards them in a more clearer way and this is if this is any great tip that's come from so many of the guests on the show it's that you should not be afraid to dream. You should give yourself permission to dream, to give yourself permission that it's possible um, to have the joyful life in all those areas. And you know, and as Mick Brown would say in his interview, um, start identifying what you'd love to do. Get out there, have conversations with people that are in those spaces. And if you can't find something, if it doesn't emerge then volunteer to those people to get involved, you know, just ask them for it. And maybe we can take the heat off people without having to think, oh, okay, I want to start a new career, I'm going to be a pilot. Forget that. Why don't you say, I, lo- I love flying? Yeah. And start seeing where that leads you rather than having to be a certain thing because all of the career people say it or if you're going to, you know, the, I, I like to have no map for that, the no plan plan and also the no list plan. But I definitely would go back to when, when for my new year, I like to create a vision board. And they're becoming really popular now. There's something that a lot of people are understanding what a vision board is. But if you don't, you get a piece of cardboard and you start to work out, you get pictures and you stick them on the cardboard and you create a, you create a map of what you're going to do for your life. So every year I just literally sit there tearing out magazines, gorgeous, you know, clothes, if I want to travel more, I pull out planes and I – so with that, I structure my career around that, about how I want to feel, the mm. essence of it. It could be beautiful gar- pictures of beautiful gardens. It could be photos of your family. It could, you know, it could be words like dynamic and success. But anyway, once you start doing this without giving it any self, any pressure, no sort of strict directions of where you have to go, put these images onto a board, put plastic over them, you know, that um, – mm. Laminated. What's it, laminated, yeah, yeah. so they look really smart, and hang it up in your bedroom. And I have to tell you, when you look at your vision board later on, it feels like a work of art anyway. It ends up being quite beautiful. Right, I can attest to that, Nick. I mean, I, um, I've not done this, but you, I've had the privilege of seeing two of yours today, um, and wow, they are actually quite beautiful, artistic um, yeah, and you don't have to be you don't have to be an artist to do it either. And and what's really lovely too, like thanks Stuart, because strangers come in and you sort of think they'll probably think that's a bit weird, it's a bit personal, and also <laughs> maybe doesn't look so great. But yeah, people do actually sort of they get the feeling of it, and that is the point. If you need some direction, you clear the clutter, 
clear the space so that you can start to get free space in your mind Mm. and heart to think, okay, this new year, I want to feel more. I want to travel more. I want to feel joy around a lot of people. I want to be public speaking. I want to feel good. I want to feel calmer. You might have pictures of meditation on your on your vision board. But the, the, the crazy and beautiful thing, it's like modern day alchemy. These things start to happen because somehow your higher consciousness or mind has started to sort of say, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. That's so possible. So this is actually a really, um, a really cool topic because, you know, so most um, – I guess academic perspectives on goal setting would, and even how's my voice? It's even becoming very academic, isn't it? Yeah, sharp. But they talk about um, that goals should be SMART, right? SMART being an acronym for S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for realistic, and T for time bound. Yeah. And if a goal doesn't tick all of those boxes, it's not a goal, right? Oh, so, okay. You know, it's like a, it's like a dream. So you know. A goal without a date is a dream because it's not time bound, you know. So it's just, it's, you know, I, I want to, it's like saying on New Year's Eve, gee, I want to get fitter in 2015. Um, well, fit is not a goal, you know. That's true. Losing 10 kilograms by, by April, June 30 yeah, at right. 5 p.m. is a goal. Okay. Right? Um, running uh, five kilometers in less than 20 minutes by June 30 is a goal. Um, getting fitter is not a goal, it's a dream. Um, so, on, so on one hand, you've got no this, structure. Sort of, this yeah. back sort of, you know, classic goal setting um, perspective of having goals that are smart in those areas. But what we're talking about here is actually um, being drawn towards things because you're uh, helping your feeling navigate. You know, what I thought was really cool about what your, when you explain your vision boards to me, Nick, was, was that you actually turned through magazines and tore out pictures not looking for, oh, I like that car, I like that house. I mean, you can do that. You can do that, right? But what you did, which which is sort of what you were talking about now, was you actually just went, oh, I like the feeling of that, I like the feeling of that, and you just tore pictures out. And when you looked at them, it's, it seemed to me that you were a little bit surprised with some of the things you'd torn out. You know, oh, that, my God. There are things you, on my vision board. And you put them in there, and then lo and behold – you know, a year later, they're starting to make sense. And let me tell you, <laughs> new cars do happen and all of those other things, the material aspects. Um, yeah, it's really lovely. So, but I was also listening to your smart, you know, we're not knocking people who have lists and goals and, you know, write no. down what they want. I just c- find that my brain can't handle it that much because I pressure myself too much if I don't get something exactly on that date I can you know feel pretty miserable so what I do is I but I think writing things down is very powerful like Mm. really powerful by hand not by computer and actually I I write things when it's really really important like I'm there like I've got it but I I think you're right though I mean there's no I mean I am a list writer and I I don't set goals these days like I used to but Mm. I do set goals because for me the concept is you've got to You've got to set a goal. You've got to do your best physical effort towards it, but you should Absolutely. navigate with your feeling, right? Yeah. And this has definitely come through the show as well uh, as my own experience. But you, I've had people on the show say like Daniel Jackson, um, wonderful former Richmond football player, um, who admitted on the show that goals absolutely terrify him and he does not yeah. set goals. Same, same with me. Yeah. Yet another guy who – another former Richmond player, Matthew Richardson, uh, who all the way through his career set – you know, season goals, week goals, day goals, and wow. navigated his way through by goals. So these things, and his goals were, were smart goals in the classic 
sense that I just kind of envy that. that people that you, people could do that yeah, and actually you know, make it happen. Like, so, so there is the you know the the, structure. Only, the point is that at some point you need to um, have set a target, and whether it's th- through a feeling based target, which is sort of what I get a sense of the way you do it, Nick, which mm. I love actually. I've mm. never done this. So I'm actually going to do this. It's so fun. Everyone, or it's go more and of do the, it. the classic smart direction, which is sort of what most people do, I guess. Well, you can um, write that down and marry it onto a board. You could. That's what you do. You, I'm actually, so you, you you have the smart goal. Yeah. I want to buy a house. Well, start putting pictures of houses on your on your vision board. That feel good. It'll be amazing. Yeah. You'll probably actually manifest the house. Well, I'm going to go your way. I like the feeling of that, to be honest. Yeah. But it, but the point is that at some point you need to make a commitment. Yeah. And you need to. The reason is that you need to. It's not not a commitment to get the goal because that's locking in too much. But for me, the commitment is about. Um, it's the commitment to doing your best day to day, every day, every day, every day, so that you move towards the goal, but remembering that you're going to navigate with your feelings so that you might end up somewhere else, you know, and vision boards are good for that too, because they're just on your wall mm. and, and literally everybody put them on your wall in your bedroom at night for at least a month just to activate them. It's sort of like while you're sleeping and amazing things happen and then take it into your office or where you can see them. So... What we're really saying here is that if we have to summarize um, the new you in a new year, whether it's career, whether it's business, whether it's just life in general, step one, get some clarity about where you are now. Look at your strengths, look at your challenges, look at how you react to things, look at what you love doing. Um, bring in some gratitude at this point. You know, Don't just be forlorn if things yeah, are tough. Don't judge yourself so harshly. Yeah, be, give yourself permission. Um, to be happy and, and be grateful even for try to find something to be grateful for even the things that are really Crap. hard um, the second step is to start to get a sense of where you could be in, instead of so now. you let your imagination work yeah yeah give yourself permission to dream yep um, create your movie joy. create your movie i love that yeah and then the next step is is how to get there so start to bring Feel it, it yeah, feel it more than anything else. You know. How do I want to feel this year, 2015? Do I, mean, I want to feel what? loved, happy, successful, popular, earnest, whatever? And your your um, uh, boards, you call them vision boards, but they're sort of like visual representations of feeling boards. <laughs> yeah, call <laughs> it whatever you want. Yeah. But then the the last piece of the jigsaw, really, in that in that, how do you get there? Um, step the third step is making the commitment to do the things that are needed on a regular basis you know what is the process what are the things that are going to take you towards what you want to feel what what the goals are so do you just try and reset yourself in the mornings to feel good what i do is i actually have uh, inside my wardrobe um, what i call my 10 rated feelings right and i have this page it's an a4 page on the left-hand side are um, things that make me feel great, that make me feel 10 out of 10. And the, on the right-hand side is things that make me feel crap. Oh. Um, and they're things that I do, right? So and there are some things that if I do them, I feel, oh, gee, you know, I've, I've let myself down. I haven't done my best thing. If, I, if I've uh, maybe spoken about someone behind their back, you know, that sort of stuff, right? Whereas on the left side, things that make me feel great are when I speak from my heart when I'm authentic, when I hug someone, you know, these are things that make me feel bigger 
rather than things that, that I feel when I've perhaps done them that diminish me. And sometimes I read those in the morning. Uh, I also have on the inside of my wardrobe um, my purpose that I've, you know, that my purpose as a, as a person um, in terms of how I live, what I live, uh, what I stand for. And I, and I don't read these things every day and I have to move them around a bit too because once they've been in the same place for a little bit, I find they, uh, they become invisible a bit. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, what, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a little vision board just like you, um, flick through some magazines and Get some put power something. Words on but it. it's about feeling. It's not about... Um, specific things that yeah. I'd like to have. It's about the feelings I'd like to have more of. And maybe that's why the vision boards work too because they're not forcing you into just one outcome. Mm. It actually, I think that all of us have so much potential that we don't even know how much joy or how happy or how amazing we are in our jobs or where we're going within a year's time. I mean, seriously, we do not know where we're going to be this time next year. No. So maybe not having some lovely goals, but I do know that I want to feel more loved, I want to have travelled, you know, those sort of things. So you can just look back at your vision board and see what happened. Well, with that in mind, uh, is there anything you'd like to add, share with the No, just go well, Just, just have fun. You know, take some of the pressure off in achieving your goals, but I suppose something that I'm starting to learn and I've heard about it but I didn't do it was start um, saying well done for the small things mm. and that's every day so that you actually sort of do have a, oh, a good thing happened today. This was pretty cool. I That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just going for the big end, I'm going to win the Olympics in 2015. You know, like how did I get there every day? Yeah, I think that's actually a powerful um, observation. You know, if you think about patterns of success that people adopt that are um, really successful for a sustained period, they they celebrate. Yeah. The small steps. And I never used to do that. I'm starting to now. Yeah. Yeah, it's more fun. For me, um, I, I like the concept of the dream board um, or the vision board, I should say, uh, and I'm going to add that to what I do. You um, can do it with your family. You know, yeah, get, I like that. get Hugo like that. to put some yeah. of his to do a family vision board as well of where you want the family mm. to be in a year's time or now. Good tip, Nick. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's been uh, look, you know, and I'd just like to say to everyone who's listening to this show, thank you for your support over the past twelve months. Um, you know, we started Careers Unplugged in late two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen. Uh, has been a full year. We've, we've, uh, we started off with Rich, which was an awesome journey. Nick's now here quite regularly, which I love. Thank you, Nick. Oh, thanks. It's been great to have you on the show and um, I'm grateful. I'm being grateful. How's that? Woo-hoo. It's important. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it's nice. I'll, I'll take it. I'll receive it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of you at home, in the car, on the beach or wherever you are, thanks for joining us on Careers Unplugged. Make sure you make a point of visiting careersunplugged.com or Facebook forward slash careersunplugged, post a comment, download any of the great resources that so many of our guests have added over the past 15 months. We are absolutely looking, looking forward to spending some more time with you in the years to come. This has been Careers Unplugged with Nicola Archer and Stuart Hayes.